0: Good afternoon. Happy Tuesday. This is the Happy Hour 93.7. The Ticket, The theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez Cleary are with you today. Hello, Rico. Hello. How's it going, man? It's going great. How are you doing? Not too bad. Let's. Okay, we've already been texted this on the text line. 402-464-5685 from Don. Don says, so we learned today that Las Vegas Aces <laughs> social media team is always ready to secure those new fans. Rico, yes, I will give you the floor. Do you want to talk about how you are a fan well, of it? How you found? Um, I found fandom. Fan-hood. I found yeah, fandom.
1: Well, I don't really know what brought it on, but I was just perusing Twitter and decided I would look up WNBA hoodies because okay. I really wanted one. And for the longest time, they were sold out. They are available, and I really want to get one. Okay. Um, and for the past three, four years, I've been searching for a WNBA team, and I kind of slightly latched onto the New York Liberty just because, you know, I, I like the Yankees. I like the Knicks. So I was like, I'll just stay in New York with this. Yeah. But today I decided to to tweet out that I am looking for a WNBA team. And, you know, I tagged the New York Liberty and I tagged the uh, Minnesota Lynx. I should have tagged the Chicago Sky instead because they're mm-hmm. closer, but it's whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I tagged those two and I was like, you know, I enjoy the New York Liberty, and I'm closer to the Minnesota Lynx. Um, which one should I go with? And then Nicole Griffith, shout out Nicole Griffith, uh, tagged the Las Vegas Aces, and they immediately responded and wanted and told me to be a fan of them. So,
0: and then, then you responded to them, so and they, I responded to you.
1: Yep, we have gone back and forth about three times. They have just posted GIFs, nothing, nothing really much else, but still counts. Uh, yeah. They've liked multiple of my tweets, and I am now a Las Vegas Aces fan.
0: Well, congratulations! It. I'm glad I, you I found... finally
1: finally found a WNBA team.
0: I'm glad. I'm, now uh... I just
1: need to get a hoodie and a and a jersey.
0: All right. Well, maybe the Las Vegas Aces will hook you up with that. Are they
1: pretty Top's good? Not. Uh, yeah. They have two conference titles. No. Yeah, because no you did, WNBA did deep, titles. You did a deep dive on them. I did. Did you know that former Detroit Pistons center Bill Laimbeer is their head coach? I did after you told me. Yeah, there you go. Also, Asia they, Wilson. They started at, in 1998 as the Utah Stars with two Z's to match the Utah Jazz, uh, and then in 2002 they moved to San Antonio. Okay. Um, and then in 2018 they moved to Las Vegas. They were sold to the MGM Group, and then Mark Davis bought them. I think a year later. So Mark Davis is the owner. Bill Lambeer is the head coach of the Las Vegas Aces, and I am new. I am a new fan.
0: All right. Well, congratulations, Rico. There we go. Congratulations on finding a WNBA team. I'm to, excited. To I have. A, I finally
1: have a team to watch in the WNBA. It was a problem like the last four years. Like I would watch games, and I'd just be like wow, this player's really good. This team's really cool. I like them. And then I would watch another game, and i go, this team's really good. This player's really good. I like them. Couldn't find a team, but... Now you, know, you, now you have one. Now I've latched on. I'm good to go.
0: All right. As always, 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, sartre Heyman Textline, Line, both of those open for you all hour long, as well as the sartre Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. That's all available for you guys to interact with the show that way, um, as well as Twitter at Nick Standard and at Radio Rico AC. We're, we're going to talk about Husker football here in the first segment, but there is a big game tonight, Nebraska Creighton. Uh, it's a officially a red out. People are told to wear red, all red, no white, just no red. black, all red, just red. Which is why I'm wearing a, br- a red shirt. Uh, um, I
1: am kind of. I mean, it's white, but it has it red white. on it. It's a Pizza Planet shirt from Toy Story. It's Pizza Planet. Any anyway. red on it?
0: Yeah, there's red. Um, I, so, so Nebraska, we'll get to that. Nebraska and Creighton play tonight at 6 p.m., which kind of stinks because there are some of us that produce the old school show until 6 p.m. Sorry, Charlie. And we have to get down there a little bit late, but it is what it is. Just record Um, the
1: last hour and cut it up as you go.
0: I could. I could. Or maybe Big Sky will be a saint and take over for me at 530. Maybe. Maybe. We'll, we'll see. That's that's to be determined. But, however, Jacob Padilla from Hale Varsity will join us at 2.30, and he will do that every single Tuesday throughout the hoop season to kind of break down Nebraska basketball as we go along. So, um, slowly but surely finding weekly guests to to fill our, our week, week slots, um, and we are up to... Two. Two from Hill Varsity. But then Friday, Mike Hogan from Badger 24-7 will join us. Yes. To talk about the Badgers on Friday. And then next Monday we have uh, former Husker Volleyball sensation star Justine Wong-Arantes um, next, next Monday at 2.30. So stay tuned for that. The happy hour uh-huh. loading up. Absolutely. All right. 402-464-5685. Eric says this. Rico, I thought you got fired this morning. Explain to those... Including myself that don't know everything that happened? I didn't get
1: fired this morning. I got put in a graveyard. I was buried Explain the difference. Um, Well, we were doing true or false. Those who listen to Happer and Schaefer know that I have a segment called true or false. And as the segment started, I completely forgot what I was going to talk about. Okay. Happer and Schaefer were not amused. They canceled me. They canceled true or false. They put me in the graveyard along with true or false and along with (laughs) anybody who has ever transferred away from Nebraska football.
0: (laughs) Now sevian Morrison. Now Savion in that. Morrison. Um. So true and false is done. Yeah, I mean it's not, but jokingly I was put in a graveyard. I don't know. And this this is a perfect segue into our first topic. I don't think I've been fired. No, not the fired part. I hope I'm not. Fired. But just. You need to be held accountable for your actions.
1: I mean, I do. And they were saying, you know, true or false is easy. And that's why they, it they switched easy. it up. And the thing is, I've been like the fir- when we first started, like the first week or two, mm-hmm. it was a struggle. And I was bad. I was not accountable. I was terrible at finding things that I was supposed to do. I wasn't doing my job right. And then, ever since then, I've been on a roll. I haven't missed anything. I've had, I've had topics. It's been great. We've had a good time. We've had laughs. We've had yeah. serious conversations. And then today, I just spaced, and I just forgot everything I was going to talk about. And unfortunately, it led to me being put in a graveyard. Is it
0: an everyday thing?
1: Yes, it is every day. Okay, well, Rico, and I find hey, topics every day. If
0: if you got, if you were. F- Going pretty strong there for the since about August, middle of August, when we started all these shows. I have to applaud you. Look, I had one bad game. You can't throw me away. <laughs> I'm you know, sorry. You know who hasn't had one bad game? Who? DeMar DeRozan. Okay. We're not doing that. Alright, let's move on to Nebraska football. Rico, there's a clip in the system there with Scott Frost. I want to talk about, and we didn't get to it this get to this yesterday. Um, I want to talk about hidden yardage. And this whole uh, mutually agreed metrics as well between Scott Frost and, and Trev Alberts and I kind of want to work the the idea of accountability and transparency into this conversation as well. So feel free to send in your thoughts 402-464-5685. This mutually agreed um metrics part kind of confuses me. I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to sugarcoat it here. Whose folders is it in ours? It's in ours for today.
1: For today we don't have Oh there it is. It took a second.
0: Either way, I and I, I kind of see both sides of the coin. I understand not wanting to give, give the fan base or give, give the media members full transparency on what goes on behind closed doors. However, in this quote, Scott Frost was asked what about the details of those mutually agreed-on metrics and, and how it, how, what kind of constitutes the successful season. It was the first question that he was asked in his Monday press conference yesterday morning. And here's what he had to say. Yeah, those are just making sure we get on the right track and get winning. And I don't want to say much more than that, but it's um, it's obvious what we need to get done here. And um, I think it doesn't take too smart a guy to figure that out. Now, what I will say to that is everybody understands that winning will fix everything. Mm-hmm. There, there's no doubt about that. However... When, when he says that when he says something about everybody knows what we need to do around here everybody's on the same page it doesn't take too smart of a guy to figure out what needs to happen around here that's all relative and i'm not necessarily looking for a number of games because that might be in in we're a far ways away from from next season you don't want to put a number on it you don't it necessarily right want now. to put a number on it but you want to know something because here's here's what i i feel like the accountability within the, and, and maybe it feels, I feel better about it with, with a guy like Trev Alberts mm-hmm. leading the way. Um, even last night, I went back onto the tickets YouTube and, and please go check it out. When Trev Alberts talked to Happer and DP at Big Ten Media media Days and talked about um, how he's a details-oriented guy, and there's coaches think that they want autonomy, but really they want boundaries. Mm -hmm. And and so him saying all of that, and also the way that he's handled himself on this job, coming in and not knowing about, um, at the time of his hiring, not knowing about the NCAA violations, and even though that's a very, very small um, problem, it's still something that Came across Trev's plate as the athletic director before that something that predated his arrival. Mm-hmm. And so, though, maybe there's a sense of comfort for me personally, knowing it's a guy like Trev Alberts leading the way for this Nebraska athletic department, and there's a, a better feeling of they're going to hold coaches accountable for what they do. We kind of saw it that he did it to an extent with. Restructuring the contract and partially that was Scott Frost, I suppose, that that kind of went to Trev first and said that. But then also, um, it's it's Trev Alberts kind of saying, Hey, we need to make a change. Something needs to change. I don't necessarily want to call it strong arming, but in a way. However, you it's cannot kinda,
1: it's like kinda like an ultimatum kinda. yeah I don't know about strong kinda like an ultimatum. He just kind of set something in front of him and said, This is this is what I'm gonna need from you. And yeah. you know, like you said, they're not going to throw it out there for the media to to pick apart and you know parse through and find the the minute details within the contract that everybody's going to probably at some point find because mm-hmm. everything gets found at, at one point or another. But I agree with you. Everything that Trev Alberts has said, and you know, he ha- I I don't want to say he hasn't done much because I'm sure he's done a lot mm-hmm. as the athletic director. But F- with, but with like, interior things that we yes, don't even know what's but going like on publicly, things that we we can you know pick apart and we can talk about mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like he's had to do much there it's still a lot like little things that have meant a lot to do or meant a lot um but everything he said and the, the few things that he's done has given me confidence in trev alberts to lead this athletic department to a better future and and you know restructuring the contract and giving scott frost you know a guideline uh some boundaries to to hit some goals to hit in order to remain the head coach at, at, of nebraska and giving him um. Um. What is. What is it? Um. Incentives mm-hmm. for his contract if he hits certain goals, which again we're probably not going to be told, although somebody might figure those out. Um. In order to remain the coach at Nebraska for an even longer time, and and you know get some of that money that you know they took off of his contract back. Um. I think that that's something fantastic for Trev Alberts and, and
0: amazing for this athletic department that he's in charge and he's the one leading the way. Now that's the positive side of things. Yes. Now there's also the other side of the coin here that I want to get to. That's a little... not. I don't even know if it's concerning, but I, I've just kind of thought about it over the last couple days. And two of my favorite things are transparency and accountability. That's two of my favorite things. And most of the time, you cannot have one without the other. Mm-hmm. At least successfully for, for a substantial amount of time. Now, when, when Scott Frost in there said... We all know what we need to do. We don't. Because if if, if we're going to go into next season saying six wins is the minimum, first of all, at a place like Nebraska, we can have that talk again about how that's not good enough. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to have that talk again, but I guarantee you someday, somewhere down the road we're going to have that talk about how six and six isn't good yeah, enough. Six but wins
1: is an improvement on what you've done, but it shouldn't be the standard for Nebraska. But
0: unfortunately, that's it, it feels, and maybe not unfortunately, because once again, we all want Scott Frost to work out here, but in a way, unfortunately, six and six is, a six and six season next year is more than likely, it feels like it's going to reward Scott Frost with an extra season. Mm-hmm. And once again, I'm not, I, that's, just the, that's just how it feels. Especially when you, yes, you make changes when you're, when you're three and seven, could be three and nine. Hopefully you're five and seven by the end of the year. However, so you feel like next year, since six wins in a bowl game would be progress, that if you finish the season six and six or even seven and five, you're looking back saying, well, you know, that's progress. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you got to stop the progress talk. At some point, it needs to be about winning. You just gotta hit, you know, something.
1: You have just gotta hit the goal that you, you're aiming for every single season. You can't just, well, we're getting better. Well, we're getting better. You just yeah. need to be better. You just need to get to that goal and stick with it. No. And and my thing uh, is, isn't you know the six and six, but it's it's if you have this is this is the hard part because it's it's hard to word it without it sounding weird. If you have the exact season that you have this year mm-hmm. but the but the records are are flipped like you know the win loss if you win seven games next season but your worst loss is by nine points to a top four team mm-hmm. is that more progress than just winning seven games or would you still just look at the wins and losses in that situation like if they're still close if you in in games where they where they never held the lead but they only but they lost close if those games they have a lead for for a certain amount of time for for a decent amount of time and they still end up losing you know a one score game but they have more wins they have seven wins they make a bowl game yeah. the the wins look good they win some one score games here and there is that more
0: progress or is that still just you know that seven wins that's not good enough I think here, here's what I will say in response to that, and we can tie in a text that we got off from Brian T. He goes, you got to walk before you can sprint, and we are barely crawling. When that, with that whole scenario of, of walking before sprinting, I look at that at winning the games that you're supposed to win. So like you mentioned, how, if you lose by nine mm-hmm. to, a, to a top five team like they did on Saturday, that, that's great because you're staying competitive in those games that you're not picked to even be close in. However, you're not beating Purdue. You're not beating Minnesota. You're not beating Iowa, Wisconsin. You're not beating those Big Ten West teams, the teams that you are supposed to beat. Mm-hmm. You feel like in year five of a coach, you should be at that point where you're beating them. Not necessarily consistently. You would like it to consistently, but you feel like you're beating them at a good clip. Yes. And how, however, through four years almost, you're, you're not. And so if we want to use that walking and, and sprinting analogy... The walking part would be beating Purdue and beating Minnesota. However, is Minnesota still walking? They they've I, improved. They've improved, but should, Nebraska should have improved. A, wa- walking would be beating Illinois, Purdue, beating Illinois, Northwestern, yep. beating Purdue. That's walking. I agree. That's walking. Okay, yeah. The thing, yes, yes. Um, jogging would be Minnesota. Yes, jogging before sprinting, and then you can worry about that's that's my whole thing about this season is it's hard to take away a ton of things from the Oklahoma, Ohio State, and and Michigan games when when you go out, and, and not necessarily just because of the four interceptions from Adrian Martinez against Purdue, but that was an all-around poor performance that game. And then you can't forget Illinois, although this is a much different team from that first game on August 28th. Um, it's It's just hard to take away positive things over and over when you can't beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. And that's a, been a big complaint through all through the 4 years of, of Scott Frost being here. And so when when Scott Frost is saying this in his con, in his in his presser saying everybody knows what we need to do to win, you you don't. We don't know. And and because here's the thing and this is where that accountability and transparency could come into play and we have a couple minutes left in the yeah. segment. Transparency and accountability come into play is if next year you do not want to do what we did this year and say at the beginning of the season it needs to be a bowl game and then halfway through the year mm-hmm. be okay with four and eight.
1: I think that's why they won't be as transparent this year. I don't think you're gonna hear that. I don't think you're gonna hear how many wins Trev wants Scott Frost to have. I don't think you're gonna hear, you know, you need to make a bowl game or bust. Uh, although that is that is clearly for everybody, mm-hmm. administration included, coaches included, players included, that is the minimal goal, is a bowl game. Yeah. But I don't think as opposed to what Bill Moose did, where he said, you know, what do you say, seven or eight wins yeah. this season? Trev Alberts is not going to say that. He's going to he's going to leave this season up for interpretation for everybody. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to it, it's it's six wins at a minimum this next season for Scott Frost and this and his crew, because Trev Alberts has already said, you know, he's looking for improvement. He's seen improvement, but you know he he's not just going to keep Scott Frost because he is the the hometown the hometown guy he has said that him being the hometown guy Mm -hmm. got him another year that's that's kind of what he said yeah but i don't I don't believe that Trev is just going to keep him if he has another mediocre season because he understands what football means mm-hmm. to the university and to the state uh not only in terms
0: of of dollars but just in terms of morale for everybody and that's and once again going back to the positive side of things, I feel a heck of a lot better and confident in Trev Albert's making a decision than I did with any previous athletic director going back the past ten years now, like I said, there's two sides to every coin unfortunately and I, like I said at the beginning of this take, I don't necessarily need Trev Alberts to come out and say, you need to win eight wins next year. I, I, and number, number two, from a business perspective, you don't need to expect, or that's just a bad business move on Trev Alberts' part. But with Scott Frost coming out yesterday and saying that everybody around the program that watches Nebraska football understands what they need to do to constitute having Scott Frost back another season, you can't. No, they because don't. here's the deal. Is this season we all thought we were on the same page? And, and then, then here we were being okay with a four win team. Well, and then everybody changed. Everybody yes. cha- Like
1: you had everybody on, this, on the side. When Bill Moose said seven or eight wins, everybody was like, yeah, this is a seven or eight win team. Then you lost Illinois. Yeah. And then you, you beat Fordham and Buffalo. And then you lost Oklahoma. And everybody thought, well, maybe six wins. Like the, the people just switched. They went from seven or eight to yeah. six. And then you, you got to three wins and you're losing close games. And they're like, well, look. Three wins, but these close losses are pretty good. I think you bring them back, and it changes next year. Everybody went from, this is great, this is a fantastic take, Mm -hmm. and this is what we all agree upon this season for Scott Frost, to, well, maybe next year. And it's just weird because him saying, we all know, not everybody knows, like you said. Mm-hmm. Everybody has different opinions, and that's the problem right now. You've got people in the program that think, well, we need to do this. You've got the outside noise saying you need to do this, and nobody has come to an agreement on exactly what Scott Frost and this team needs to do, and that's the problem.
0: And I've said it before. We have about 30 seconds left. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Scott Frost has an opportunity that nobody else sitting at 15 and 27 would have Going, getting another year. He has an opportunity ahead of him to surround himself with good football-minded people that he can go to for football advice. Now, is the only question is, will he do it? Will he do it? And that's that's all in his arms. And next year, that's why you cannot go to this excuse and say because he had a shot. All right, let's take a break. The following is a test of the emergency alert system.